Hello and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews and my look at the 2008 sequel that no one asked for to the 1987 classic The Lost Boys, Lost Boys The Tribe. According to what I've read online, this was supposed to be The Lost Girls, directed by Joe Schumacher back in the mid-80s to early-90s, but that idea was shelved. Then along came a movie about surfing werewolves and bang! Warner Bros. bought the spec script and changed it, so we now have vampires and the werewolves and we now have this limp excuse of a movie with the name Lost Boys tacked onto it to make some more bloody money. However, is this as bad as everybody says it is or will this fall into the so bad it's good category? One thing I will say is the original script was so bad not even Corey Feldman wanted anything to do with it and that's saying something if Corey Feldman says no to your script. But his role was beefed up and now we have the sequel 21 years later. So let's dive into this movie starring Tad Helgenbrick, Angus Sutherland, Autumn Riser and Corey Feldman. Nope, I've hardly heard of these people either. Directed by P.G. Purse, the king of straight-to-tape movies, i.e. Dusted On 3 and Smoking Aces 2. Uh, the plot, the orphan kids of Michael Emerson from the first movie move to the coastal town of Lona Bay to live with their aunt's house. However, former surf champion Chris gets tangled up with surfing vampires led by David from the first movie's half-brother, Shane, and is turned along with his sister. Can surfboard Schaefer and vampire hunter Edgar Frog help them before it's too late? Before I jump into this movie, I will talk quickly about the two alternative endings, both starring Corey Haim as Sam and Corey Feldman as Edgar, talking about a master vampire coming to settle his score, this being Alan Frog played by Jason Newlander. But it all goes nowhere and I can see why these both of them were cut because they're bloody useless. The movie opens up on a shot of a beach house with a group of surfers pulling up outside as they break into the property and do a spot of night surfing. They are then chased off by the homeowner David played by Tom Savini and what the hell are you doing here? And he thinks he has the upper hand being a vampire until he's killed by the surfer gang because surprise they're vampires! led by Shane, played by Angus Sutherland, half-brother of Kiefer and of David of the previous movie. So, as the surfers gloat about killing the elder vampire and Tom, Savini, Tom Savini's decapitated head sinks into the ocean, up comes the titles! With some bad wannabe ACDC song, also shots of a beach with surfers frolicking in the waves. Finally, after three minutes of this piss-poor song, we meet Chris, played by Tad Helgenbrink the replacement Stifler from American Pie, a series I'll be covering very soon. And his little sister, Nicole, played by Autumn Reisner of OC fame. As they pull up outside their auntie's cottage, I should say he's a former surfing champ and she's just a typical girl next door. Also, these are supposed to be Michael and Star's kids, it's not actually clear. We then meet Aunt Joanne, played by Gabriella Rose. As she explains to us, their parents have been killed off screen then takes them to the shack that they're living in, not the small cottage that they're pulled upside of. She tries to stiff them on the rent, charging them $650 a month for something that looks like long as keeping the roof up is lead paint, hopes and dreams crushed by the ante. They find antlers, and gee, I wonder if they'll be news later on, and place them up the wall, and talk about how they thought they were going to live there for rent free. Cut to the beach town, and we see drug dealers, skateboarders, and the muscled old guy from the original movie didn't age to realise he's now fat and balding. This opener is the reverse of the original, in that 
This one shows you the scum of society. Not the pretty young things of the 80s, but drug dealers, pimps and hoes. In a surf shop, Nicole gets hit on by a junkie as he's bought some drugs from the aforementioned drug dealer. And Chris gets fined over by the surfer. Because, as I said, he's a former surf champion. Except when did this happen? Because he looks about 25, 26, but he's supposed to be playing about 18 or 20. So, hmm... The 12-year-old manager, and I swear to god he looks 15, tells Chris to check out the Frog Brothers because he's looking for a job. And this surf town only has one or two surf shops. Yeah, bullshit to that one. After a minute of flirting badly with Nicole, we find out this creep's name is called Evan, played by Grayston Holt, and I wonder if he's going to be a vampire or turn into one. Hmm. Chris sees this and acts all jealous and over-possessive. So, in the arse end of town, Chris and Nicole pull up outside of the Frog Brothers shop, which is actually a small trailer surrounded by salt and covering crosses, where Chris thinks he can get a job as a surfboard shaper. And what the hell is a surfboard shaper? He gets no answer, so he leaves his address and phone number and just drives off. Um, back at the overpriced shack, Chris tries to make the place look livable by moving around some furniture and then dreams of surfing. We then see him soulfully looking into the sunset and wishing for better days. You know, character building shit like that. Seconds later, we see Shane sitting next to him, looking all very John Morrison from The Doors. The two fanboy over each other because Shane Powers, as he's called in this, is also a big deal in the surfing industry and how the hell do they two know each other? Because if there's... Oh, whatever, moving on. One of the many questions never answered in this movie. Is he, I mean, if he's supposed to be David's brother, why the fuck is he a surfing champion? And oh, moving on. As Shane walks off, he invites Chris to a party. Nicole begs Chris to take her to the party also, but he refuses, so in walks Aunt Jillian with the Goonies. Get it, because it's in joke, because filming's in that one also. And boom, they go to the party, because jokes. At the party, we see it has a skateboard ramp and is crawling with hot young things, aka lipstick lesbians, topless girls and coke-snuffing douchebags. At the bar, one of Shane's goons, John, played by Kyle Casey, holds court with bar skanks and then shamelessly hits on Nicole. Turns out they have a past. This pisses off Chris and he drags her away. At the party is also Evan, as he's chased away from Nicole by Shane's gang, including Kyle, played by Shane Speos, I think that's how I pronounce his name, and token black guy, Eric, played by Mervyn Mondeus. Shane hits on Nicole and gives her the grand tour of the beach house. In the meantime, Chris is hit on by Lisa, played by Monica Delane. We found out she's a surfer groupie. The one thing I don't get is if Chris was such a big shot and famous surfer, why is he living with his little sister in a dump? And why isn't he living up the good life as a surfing champion or former surfer champion? I mean, wasn't the X Games still a thing in 2008? I mean, come on. I mean, whatever. Seconds later, they're naked and a shower. Subtle movie, real subtle. Meanwhile, Shane shows Nicole to the bedroom and we find out Michael and Star died in a car crash several years earlier. So what age was she then? I mean, what age was Chris supposed to be? It's not actually mentioned. But since this is 21 years later, I'm guessing um, Chris is about 19 and she's about 17. You know, it's not actually said, but moving on. We also find out Chris got kicked out of the surfing championships because of his well, parents' death and he lost all his sponsors and money. After some talk about how life is about dying and carpe diem, 
Shane shows Nicole a dead rose, which he magically brings back to life, and boom, a romance is born. He then gives her a drink out of his hip flask of blood, and boom, she's a vampire. One sip, and that takes it. She's a bloody vampire. Meanwhile, in the shower, Chris and Lisa are banging in all its softcore realness. Shane then takes Nicole outside for a motorbike ride. Now, Lidilis, the surfer gang, run amok at the party while recording on a, all on a camcorder as Eric stabs Kyle in the guts and runs away with them. Real mature, guys. Real mature, because they're supposed to be passing as human and nobody knows they're vampires. Yet, there's a guy running around with his guts hanging out. No, moving on. In the shower, Chris hears this, so in the middle of fucking, runs off to find Nicole. Bullshit! You're trying to say to me a 18 or 19 or 20 year old is in the middle of fucking some hot chick and he runs off when he hears somebody screaming? I don't think so. Especially at a bloody party with a coke sniffing and hunters of skanks. Yes, moving on. Back with Nicole and Shane, as is him around town. Note, she's holding onto Shane's chest, yet does not feel the lack of a heartbeat. They then go down to the pier and kiss under the pale moonlight. At the party, Chris is worried about Nicole going off with Shane. They return and Chris acts all jealous and even more possessive, and indeed punches Shane in the nose, much like Michael did to David in a previous movie. Then drags Nicole off. In the car ride home, wait, they're both drinking, but why the hell are they driving? Hmm? Nicole freaks out after Chris chews out for going away with Shane, a man who's at least 15 years older than her. She then throws up all over the car. Chris just thinks she's drunk and just drives on. Back home, Chris tries to tell Nicole she's just drunk. However, she turns into a half-vampire, complete with black eyes and huge fangs, and lifts him off the floor with one hand. Luckily, Edgar Frog, played again by Cody Feldman, smacks her on the back of the head with his surfboard and introduces himself as Edgar Frog, surfboard shaver, vampire hunter, with a complete straight face. He then tries to stake Nicole, so Chris throws him out and then just tucks Nicole into bed. Lisa then shows up for round two and asks to be let in. Hmm, suspicious then. After some dry humping and a little bit of biting later, Chris impales her on antlers because, surprise, she was a vampire. And then she turns to stone and explodes. Next morning, Chris goes to see Edgar and tells him about Lisa. Then, much like Lost Boys, he gives him the comic books Vampires Everywhere and All Vampires Must Die. He also states that Nicole is a half-vampire. He then mixes up a cocktail he calls a frog juice, which is raw eggs, raw garlic, and holy water, bottled, but of course. But then, why is he gargling? Oh, moving on. Again, what is it with the voice Corey uses for Edgar? He sounds like he's on 20 a day. Well, I guess that's what raw garlic will do to your vocal cords. Back with Nicole, and another full moon, four in a row, nope. She starts to freak out, hearing whispers, and then having deep hunger pains, not for food, but for blood, as she now has super speed. And uh, I mean super speed, I mean the editor has cut out frames of the footage and makes it look like she's zooming around the room. She finds Evan's phone number in the back of her book, so calls him over for dinner. Seconds later, Evan arrives, Nicole strips him and herself, and then goes in for the kill. Luckily, Chris shows up and stops over the cross and then throws Evan out. Once getting thrown out, Evan is stopped by John. Chris tries to tell the now calm and unvampiric Nicole. She's a vampire, but she doesn't believe him until he shows her she has no reflection in a mirror. Once Chris tells her all he needs to do is to kill the head vampire with Edgar, or as he calls him, Eddie's help, she'll return human. This, of course, freaks Nicole out because she's a vegetarian and she was going to eat Evan. Funny, right? 
They're wrong, these jokes are fucking lame, and the puns are bloody terrible also. Heaven is stalked and killed by John, and the other vampire suffer douchebags. The next day, Chris tries to tell Edgar that Shane is a head vampire, and the beach house is indeed the lair. But Edgar says no, it has to be a place of human suffering. So cut to a mine, where the movie pulls an evil dead, and zooms straight up to Shane's weird yellow side put-in cat eyes, which are supposed to look demonic I'm guessing which look fucking stupid. Shane calls to Nicole, just like that, in broad daylight. Luckily, she has to have a pair of sunglasses handy, and she just walks to him. Back with Chris, he wants to be turned to a vampire, but Edgar says no. And we get a backstory of Alan Frog and why he's not in this movie, and indeed why he's a vampire. Except, no you don't. It just stops mid-sentence, and he lets Chris go off with a lame warning, if he finally turns, he'll be coming for him to be turned into a vampire. What the fuck movie? Cue a really shit rock version of Cry Out a Sister as Shane shows Nicole around the lair. As the boys play Gears of War 2 on Xbox 360, Kyle stabs Eric with his sword through the stomach, I'm guessing revenge for the party, and records it again. Why? I guess Cry Little Sister in this movie has a double meaning as Shane beds Nicole all the time talking about Chris. Chris reports are missing to the police, however, she's just another name on a list as the station walls are indeed covered with missing people posters, including one for Evan. John stalks and then confronts Chris outside the police station about Lisa and Nicole, and then the two just drive off to the hideout. But wait, these two are supposed to be vicious, bitter rivals, but they're all part of all of a sudden. Shane then tries to seduce Chris into joining his family of vampires by going around telling him and us their backstories. Basically, One's an adrenaline junkie, one's a gangbanger, and Chris's rival, John, is a former surfer champion that Chris ruined by snapping his knee off screen somehow. And yet he's not in jail, but moving on. He then offers him immortality, but first a skateboard race. Wait, what? Then it's back to the police station to mess with the cops, because why not? As they act like rich little douchebags, mummy and daddy didn't say no to, looking at you Justin Bieber by doing donuts in a car park lot on their dirt bikes because they're mature little fuckwits, they're like 10 year olds for god's sake. The chase is then on. Thank god for the fast forward buttons all I can see. As the act little bunch of spoiled rich kids messing up the docks. All the while Chris is hanging on to Shane's dirt bike, riding on a skateboard. What is this, 1987? Jesus. Finally, after 50 minutes of this extreme bullshit, it's back to the lair. However, Chris is cock blocked by Eric as Shane turns away to think about it since when do vampires turn you away I thought they'd just bite you and turn you when they want it oh my god almighty anyway back at their shit dump of a house as the aunt has a cheek to say the rent check bounced even though this place has no interior walls and the four walls are barely standing plus it has this creepy old bum outside hanging around a lot so what the hell then she has a go at Chris because Nicole acted all hoish by bringing over the boy. Just kill this old bitch already, she's a fucking pain in the ass. Back inside the crack whore looking house, Chris falls asleep and then the movie does this weird fast forward effect to the night. Bearing in mind he's still human. During his fevered dreams he hears Shane's sale pitch. Sales pitch even. Of you'll never grow old, you'll never die, and you'll never feel fear again. I kinda like the one David gave in the first movie, but with a little bit of spin. One little thing, but why would you be adrenaline junkies and be a vampire if you can't feel fear? Isn't that the whole point of being an adrenaline junkie? You must feel the fear in order to get the adrenaline rush. Anyway, that night, 
Shane picks up Chris to do a little bit of night surfing. However, on the way, the tribe, or as I'm calling them, two nuggets, pass around a joint and also the blood-filled hip flask, which Chris drinks from, and second later, he's a vampire. But wait, wasn't it in the first movie Michael had to drink from the bottle all night, not just one sip? Hmm. So, night surfing it is in another full moon, even though minutes earlier Chris said he couldn't see because there was no moonlight. And this is now the fifth night in a row where it's a full moon. Completely impossible. At an after surf party, all the boys couple off with, with girls. As Kyle films it for YouTube, ooh how hip and fresh, first Xbox 360 with Gizwar 2. Now YouTube, what's next? MySpace! <gasps> And surprise, more lipstick lesbian bullshit for the horny 15 year olds who rented this thinking this thing was going to be full of tits and ass. Shane takes Nicole off, so Chris just sits there and sulks like a big baby with his downtrodden lip. Or sticky yip or whatever. As John tells a bullshit story of a doctor replacing a dog's blood with seawater and it living a long, fulfilled life. Nonsense. They then turn into vampires and eat all the girls. However, not Chris. As he runs away with his girl, however, John hunts them down and rips out the girl's throat after knocking Chris out. After a quick fight between the sadistic John and Chris, where Chris takes him with a large branch, and he vomits blood and he just dies. Luckily, Edgar shows up to deal with the other two vampires with a lame-ass line, who ordered a steak, holding two cross-shaped steaks in hand. Oh, the puns. With 50 minutes left and three vamps to dust, Edgar and Chris go to the lair to finish this. In the pickup truck, Edgar blesses water, turning into holy water, saying he's a minister ordained online, and aren't we all? And he has a right to do so. I don't think that's actually true. He then does the same speech from the first movie about how no two vampires die alike. A. Chris has killed two already, and B. Get on with it enough for this fucking filler. The bloody movie is too long enough as it is for crying out loud. He then hands out weapons such as water, whole water filled balloons, steaks and garlic boas. Finally at the mine and the end can start. Shane leads Nicole into the lair to kill Evan, making her a full vampire as we find Evan has been tied up inside a coffin, but why? Wandering around the dark dank mine, Edgar and Chris are getting followed by Kyle. Nicole refuses to kill Evan, so Shane tries to talk her into it. Finally, with 10 minutes left, Chris gets dragged off by Eric as Edgar takes on Kyle. It is on! With Chris versus Eric as the two fight down a mineshaft, Chris kills Eric with a huge drill as he vomits blood and then just melts into a pool of goo. What is this, the fecking 80s? Finally, it's Edgar versus Kyle as Edgar first misses with the Gallic Boa and then blows his head clean off of a water blown rocket launcher. In a pool of blood he dies. Again, what is this, the bloody 80s? Now it's Chris versus Shane as Shane floats down from the ceiling. Chris flies at Shane and the fist fight is on between them but just stops as Shane monologues. One thing, why does Chris look like a vampire bat but Shane looks like a great white shark and Nicole looks like a completely different thing. She looks like a bloody demon, not a bloody vampire with the black eyes and weird pointy nose. Chris gets ragdolled and beaten down badly by Shane so much so, Nicole stakes Shane in the back, however, Shane tries to take her out with him by sticking her on this, the same stake. So Chris cuts his head off with the sword and he burns up in flames. With that, Nicole and Chris turn human again as Nicole throws the biker jacket Shane gave her onto the CGI flames. In walks Edgar with the terrible line, 
build a man a fire, he's warm for a day. Set a man on fire, he's warm for the rest of his life. With that, they return home. Evan gets his girl, the siblings have a cold beer, and barges the ant, banging on about weeds, when hello, both are coated in fucking blood and guts. Just kill this old bitch already. As credits roll, and mid-credits, how very marvel of them, we see Edgar making, meeting Sam, played by Corey Haim, and he's all vamped out. And I'm guessing Sam turned Alan, as they rush towards each other, and it fades to black. So, that was the Lost Boys, the tribe, oh sorry, the tribe. One word, fast forward. This movie is a goddamn awful piece of garbage and is damn near torturous to get through. Bad acting, terrible one-liners and a terrible script, awful CGI and just softcore porn bullshit. Plus, nothing is explained. How the hell does Shane look like a great white shark? Where and when did he meet this guy, John? Why was John dating the clearly underage Nicole when he's about 27? Nothing is explained. Why is Alan Frog no longer in this movie? I mean, it's a complete, utter fucking joke. So for that, and the terrible script, I'm going to give this thing a zip, nada, zero out of bloody ten. However, come back next week for the final Lost Boys movie, Lost Boys The Thirst. And then in July, I look at American Pie. August is summer hits of 87, and 87, and 2007. September is Hannibal Lecter, and October is Halloween. Don't forget to leave a like, comment, and follow on my SoundCloud. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod, and email me at Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Check out my other franchise podcasts of Star Wars, Resident Evil, Underworld, Psycho, Omen, and many more. Also, my solo podcast of Donnie Darko, Die Hard, Halloween, The Shining, Aliens, and many, many more. And a bye-bye.